What's up, what's up, what's up? We are back with another episode of Small Talk. Today, I want to talk about a topic that has been or is being talked about more often, and a lot of people are becoming aware of this issue that is going on in our community. So, I want to talk about black women and childbirth. Black women and childbirth. So, we're going to start off with a few statistics that I looked up and have been reported. Some being reported back to the earliest being 2013 up until the present time. So, black women in childbirth, the first statistic they say is compared to whites, black women have a 70% higher rate of major birth problems. 70% higher rate. That's awful. What is it? about black women that is causing our rate to be 70% higher than white women or any other race at that in that matter. My question is why? The next thing is black and Hispanic women have higher rates of severe birth related health issues than whites. So it just seems like minorities have the most complications when it comes to childbirth than white women. So it just makes it sound like black women, our bodies are just trash and white women can withstand all of the trauma that comes with childbirth. That's what they're telling me in these these statistics. Also, another thing is blood transfusions. Blood transfusions are the most common issue for black women following childbirth that's actually the most common thing that happens to black women after childbirth is a blood transfusion and we have yet to get an answer why well they've given us answers but they're not good enough to me so that you know they're saying that white women basically have better outcomes when it comes to childbirth and they only have complications every other childbirth so their statistics are extremely low extremely low i didn't even bother looking up their numbers because 70 percent is huge i mean that's almost that's over half that's that's awful i, I have no words for that number 70 percent are we not getting prenatal care adequate treatment i don't know what it is are they not treating us right because Maybe they say our health insurance isn't our health insurance isn't up to par, or we don't have health insurance. I don't know. I'm just trying to reach and, and figure out why black women, why we're having such a hard time with childbirth. Why are we dying at, at high rates, and our children are dying as well while giving birth? The CDC says that black women are four times more likely to die during childbirth pregnancy and the year immediately following than a white woman so we're four times more likely to die during childbirth or during our pregnancies and then don't forget after you have the baby the year immediately following after that you're at high risk to die as well more than a white woman This sounds like some form of oppression. I don't have the answer to it. I'm just alarmed by the numbers. I'm alarmed at the responses that they give us, the reasons that they say these things are happening to us. 
They're even saying that even women, black women that are highly educated have worse outcomes than a white woman who hasn't even finished high school. So you have white women that are in high school that are able to deliver a baby with zero complications more than a woman that is highly educated and is black. I don't know where education really comes into childbirth, but that's alarming to me that that's even a statistic because what does an education have to do with the treatment that you receive in a hospital? So that lets me know right there that this is some some form of oppression, something something else is happening behind closed doors. We already know race is an issue. Race is an issue in America in everything. I know people are very blind to that and don't want to believe that race plays a part in not only our jobs, it plays a part in how we're treated at hospitals as well. And for them to have that type of reason, even highly educated black women have worse outcomes than white women who haven't even finished high school, that lets me know that it definitely has something to do with race. It definitely has something to do with health insurance. I think that's something that everybody knows anyway. And moving on to the next the next thing that I found alarming about this whole situation is they said that research has said that racism and stress plays a, a toll on black women. So basically we're exposed to racism and stress on a daily basis and this causes anxiety and it also causes for your stress hormones to trigger and you can go into premature labor. Now this is why you're pregnant of course. So we're basically exposed to all type of things, these different stressors that we have to go through on a daily basis in America which is causing us to go into premature labor. But that's still not giving a reason as to why we are four times, four times more likely to die during childbirth. They're not giving any type of reason or good reason. There isn't a good reason, honestly, to give. Also, black women have the highest cesarean rate of any other group at 35.8%. Why? Why are we, why is the rate so uneven? 35.8% black women have the highest cesarean rate. They say that it's medically necessary for us. It sounds like we're targets. It sounds like we're targets in the hospitals, especially when you give, when you are, um, pregnant and going through childbirth, it sounds like we're targets. Black women are more likely to be obese than white women or Hispanic women. And so this is the reason they say as to why the rate is so much higher for us having C-sections. It's because we're more likely to be obese. That is ridiculous. So I guess black women, we are just fat. We're obese and it causes hypertension. They say that drugs, substance, substance abuse also causes the C-section, C-sections to take place. So I guess we're druggies as well. I mean, the reasons that they give as to why we're having these complications is bogus. It's bogus. So black women, we're the only ones that are obese. Please. I don't believe that. 
So if we go back, you know, to slavery and how they used to deliver their children, they actually had midwives. That was a popular practice during slavery for when women were delivering children. So a midwife, that's a person that's trained to deliver babies and care for women before, during, and after childbirth. And it has been statistically proven that birthing with a midwife reduces infant and maternal morality rates. It decreases cesareans, increases breastfeeding success, and improves the overall health of moms and babies. So this is really beneficial for black women during childbirth and even after in the long run because the morality rate is lower. You have black women that aren't being killed. They're not cutting you open, pulling the baby out, causing stress on the baby. Um, All of these things that could take place during a a cesarean and even the effects of having a C-section after. um, You don't have to deal with that also. So that's something that we actually come from is delivering our babies with a midwife The question is what happened in between slavery and now where we've gotten away from that and we've started going to the hospitals. And then now we're dying in the hospitals, four times more likely to die in the hospital, Um, 70% higher rate of major birth problems. Like we have all of these issues in the hospital, but when if you deliver your baby with a midwife or when we were having midwives, we were not having those issues. It was not a common issue for us. So they're even saying that C-sections are a form of violence against black women and that we're targets for C-sections, just like the police target black men uh, with police brutality. And then you have mass incarceration, black people are targets for that. Um, So we are targets when it comes to C-sections is what they're saying. And so I I honestly wholeheartedly believe that because it seems like that is a practice that they want to do to us. And it's the first option instead of the last option, it seems like. Um, And when we start putting money into play with it, it starts to make sense. So hospitals make $22,000 for a C-section. And it only costs $11,500 for a vaginal delivery. So C-sections, they, the hospitals make more money and they're also cheaper for hospitals as well. And for a vaginal delivery, the hospital makes less money, but they spend more money on what goes into a vaginal birth. So they have to have additional medical staff and they have to, it requires pre and postnatal care. With a C-section, they slice you open, cut you up, and send you on your way. That's the practice that they do. So I just wanted to bring some attention to that. Didn't want to talk too much, too long. Um, It's a lot to say, a lot to read about the C-sections and black women um, giving birth in hospitals and the rates and how, you know, we are, they're killing us. They're killing us and our children and we don't have an explanation other than we're obese. We're obese and then this other explanation of high school and education. I don't even see how that is a factor in this type of situation. But just want to talk about that. I also wanted to say that there are 
black doulas, midwives, and reproductive health advocates that are trying to step up to the res- to respond to the rising um, issue of black women and childbirth. So we do have people out there advocating and trying to educate on midwives and, and trying to do something about the issue. So if you guys can just follow me on Twitter at smalltalk03. What's up, what's up, what's up? We are finally back with another episode of Small Talk. We got a good topic in store for you guys, but today we have our very own Dr. T. What's happening, Dr. T? Hello, hello. I'm back, I'm back. Hello, everybody. How you doing? (laughs) They said they doing well. Wonderful. I'm excited to speak with you this evening. We have a great topic a really good topic. So today we're just going to talk about it. We're going to talk about Jay-Z, who has teamed up with the NFL. And what he says he teamed up with them is in hopes to address the lack of black quarterbacks, diversity in team ownership and executive leadership. And then he gets to choose performers for the NFL halftime show. So Dr. T, sound off. What What's your thoughts on that? Well... I'm just going to take it back to the first piece of information that I even seen on this whole story. Mm-hmm. So I saw them speaking about, you know, Eric Reed who did a video. And he was basically shaming Jay-Z for, you know, taking ownership and helping to basically finalize Kaepernick's career, he says. I feel like it was already over with. But right. now they just have a reason to excuse it. And, um, yeah. you know, Jay-Z said that, um, what, what are we going to do? Help millions and millions of people or we get stuck on Colin not having a job. And my thing is, even with what you led with, how does that help millions and millions of people right. in the entertainment industry? Right. That's a, that's a confusing statement. I don't see how the NFL can help millions and millions of people. But I see how millions and millions of people can help the NFL be more lucrative. (laughs) But how can the NFL help us? Yes, ma'am. That makes no sense at all. It helps you, Jay-Z. Of course. Everything. You made a million dollar deal. Is that how much it was worth? Yeah, a multi-million dollar deal. A multi-million dollar deal. It's not even out there how much it was worth. Words. They were just pretty much pre-announcing it. They haven't even announced the team that he supposedly is going to be part owner of. Right. I have a lot of questions. If I could ask Jay-Z, like, one question, I think it would be, why didn't you start your own league, a black-owned league? I mean, he has the power to do that. He has the money to do that. He has the followers to do that. So it's like, why didn't you do that? Why are you teaming up and joining forces with the people who Kaepernick is protesting against. I don't give Jay-Z that much credit. To me, he's not that smart. Nothing mm-hmm. in his business deals have ever been that smart to make him surpass the white man who he deals up with and teams up with every time he does these multi-million dollar moves. I agree. You know, I agree with but you. But none of 
of us do. Not not the actors and actresses who complain, you know? Yeah. You know, the Moniques of the industry. We just right. continue to team up with the enemy, with the white man. It's because true. he has a little bit of money for us. It's like we no longer know how to build anything from the foundation up. The way we built America, we can't build that same system for ourselves to benefit ourselves. Right, and that's why I feel like they don't take us seriously, which is a really good point that you made. I support Colin Kaepernick, but when he took his deal with Nike, it low-key kind of put that protest that he was standing up for to rest, kind of. It was a slap in the face to his, to what he brought awareness to, because I don't feel like that was necessarily... A full-on protest like we may see, you know, when people are marching. Right. Just because it was more singular. You know, he had a couple of guys following. But once those repercussions start coming, you know, it was just him. And at the end of the day, it was just him who's been blackballed. I don't necessarily like protests. Now, I love for us to bring awareness to what is going on. Right, which he did. Yes, that's what you're supposed talking. to do. But what we can't do is beg the white man. And so at this time, since Jay-Z had publicly stood up a while back when all of this first happened, when the protests were going on, and he told other artists not to um, perform with the NFL. Right, at the Super Bowl. Yeah, and he even had that lyric in his song when he was saying, the NFL, I don't need you. Y'all need me. And it kind of turns out to be a true statement. Right. Because they're exactly who he teamed up with. I know you were telling me earlier that the NFL ratings were kind of dropping. And now just imagine what they're going to do now. It's they're going to skyrocket go again. Right. But I can guarantee you that none of the black communities are going to profit from that in a positive way that they're trying to promote. Right. And where he gets this social injustice that's going to happen for teaming up with the NFL. I don't know where that's coming from. But my thoughts with Jay-Z, to kind of piggyback off you said what you said, he's never really spoken out necessarily saying that he was pro-black, like verbally. It's always been like a lyric in a song now. Or he's rocking a jersey, like it's real easy to rock the Kaepernick jersey. Like you stand for Kaepernick. It's cool. But then you get up in front of all of these white people. That, was it the NFL conference? I don't even know what it was. But you get up in front of them at a conference and say we're past kneeling. Do you have the statements that he said? Because I know you, you had it pulled up. Well, I, I watched the clip. And how he even brought up the fact that when he got to saying we're past kneeling, they asked this man. And I feel like it was super taunting because, of course, it's a white reporter asking this black man who supposedly said he stood with Kaepernick, right? They right. Him, would you stand or would you kneel? And what did he say? Well, I think we've moved past Millie. And I think it's time to go into actionable items. And what is that? That's So the NFL says that the agreement would nurture and strengthen community through football and music. 
Why not go straight to the source? Why is he not sitting down at the table with police? With the police? No, he'd rather speak with the NFL. And now they're saying that their partnership is going to inspire change. The partnership is an opportunity to strengthen the fabric of communities across America. <laughs> this is my logic behind this whole this whole thing of him joining forces with the NFL. It's all about the views. And like I was telling you earlier, the ratings did the views went down for the Super Bowl, but it wasn't terrible. But it went down. Yeah. yeah. People were standing behind Kaepernick. He brought awareness to the situation. Some people were actually standing up. I'm not watching that. I'm not supporting it. And at this point, they team up with Jay-Z, so he has connections in the industry. Nobody wants to call Jay-Z out on anything. It's almost like he can do he can do anything that he wants to do, and people are going to find a way to make it positive. No, he is what he is. I mean, even on Instagram, um... They were speaking about this in a post that I was looking at. And they talked, it was Eric Reed, because he's been tweeting, he's been tweeting things ever since, you know, this has been made public. Right. He's, he's been speaking out against the NFL. So then the people in the post, mm -hmm. the fans, hold on, let me pull it up for you really quickly. Mm -hmm. um, yes. The people in the comments are basically using this in the shade room as a place to slander Eric Reed and defend Jay-Z. And this is what they're saying, because I want to bring their point to the forefront, and then we can talk about it. Okay. So they're saying that, Eric, you need to be quiet. Why are you trying to protest against Jay-Z when you still play in the NFL? That's his job. Why are you hating? That's that. Why are you hating on Jay Z when you still playing NFL? It looks like you don't support um, Kaepernick either. Basically, he was kneeling alongside Kaepernick when when he first started. Thank you. He said, "Jay Z, you never kneeled," and that goes back to that disrespectful question that he disrespectfully declined to answer. Right. Would you stand or would you kneel? He would never kneel. And several of us would never kneel. Right. Several of us never kneeled in any way. We just kind of stand from the sidelines and clap our hands like, go ahead, Kaepernick, do your thing. And then when that person loses their job, everybody quiet. So now we're not even looking at the point of the whole problem with Jay-Z basically snubbing Kaepernick out of the NFL. This was your opportunity to say, look, NFL, we can do this deal because, right, right. you guys are want to show that, you know, this is a fair place, right? Right. So why don't you go ahead and give Kate his job back because people forget, people forget Kate still wants to be in the NFL. Right. They not fixing to give Jay-Z that type of power. They not going to give him that power. I can't be in the NFL and bring awareness to something without losing my job. That's the injustice. Exactly. Exactly. That's the injustice. And it's pretty much said, it's pretty much making a statement as well as telling anybody else if you wanna if you try to protest anything or stand up for something that you we're believe gonna in, we're gonna shut you up and shut you down. And then we're gonna join forces with a very prominent black entertainer 
in the business and smack you in your face even harder. You understand what I'm saying? There should have been no deal made by Jay-Z that did not include Colin because you had the nerve when you were asked if you spoke to Colin, you had the nerve to say you spoke to him before this deal was brought forth. Liar. That's a lie. His girlfriend and his lawyer was like, no, his attorney was like, no, that he that he was never reached out to. Okay. Now they're saying that Jay-Z's deal because he's already owner and he hasn't gotten cap rehired, they're saying that it's not going to happen. Right. And of course it's not going to happen because Jay-Z have already told you guys to look past one man losing his job for protesting. So I can help millions of people. But who is that old man that passed away, Ariel, who? that spoke about the entertainment and the music industry? Remember, he was cussing. Oh, you're talking about uh, Dick Gregory. What did Dick Gregory say? Man. About this? The, the entertainers and the music, the musicians, they cannot change nothing going on that's facts and we never changed history through music and entertainment right but we as people we as people dr t we have to understand that these people are not our political lead why are we allowing them to be our spokesperson and like a political leader for the black community i don't need any of these entertainers who's being controlled to speak for me don't speak for me and then they get on stage and they want to put things in their videos or in their um, sets and things like that that kind of like Beyonce. Let me just go on and say it. So Beyonce, what she did with the homecoming, you make a whole set about, what was it? Is it the black um, HBCUs? Mm-hmm. But she never speaks on it. They get it. They put it in their music videos. They never speak verbally about these issues that are going on in our communities. But they put a little bit in a music video, and then we speak for them and say what it means. Like, oh, she did this, this, and that, or oh, she's pro-black. She's never said that. She's never spoken about it. So this is really, to me, the first time that I've heard Jay Z actually speak the ignorance that I knew he had in him the whole time. I want to touch on him saying, acting like he really cares about the black community and about supporting black businesses. I remember years ago when Jay-Z, did he buy title? It was already a company. He bought title. He posted a picture. Him and Beyonce are in the photo with their staff. Not one black person on staff. And then you tell me you joined the NFL because you want to address the lack of black quarterbacks and diversity and team ownership and executive leadership but you have a whole streaming company title who you don't even employ black people and the the, the picture is out there but he still has black supporters why you don't even use your own corporation to exactly to employ black people let's start there Starting your own Exactly Start with your own business And then you come holler at me But this has nothing to do with social injustice This is a money move For Jay Z and his family This has nothing to do with us This has nothing to do with Colin 
Not at all. Even Kaepernick's girlfriend, she's she's on Hot 97, the radio station. And she said, Jay-Z, like, nobody's mad at you for doing this business deal. But what we do mind is the fact that you had to get up there and try to wrap it in social justice like you did this as a step for the people, as the next part of Kaepernick's protest. Right. But you're meanwhile, you're working with an organization that denied somebody an opportunity, basically for speaking up. And he never even said anything. That's the crazy thing. Yep. He just kneeled. Apparently, apparently, no, sorry, I was going to say apparently silently protesting is against the law, but you can go in there and shoot up a school because you're mentally ill and still have your life. But silently protesting about men and women that are treated being killed by the police is a crime. Everybody gets to walk away and go home to their families, though. Okay, let's just clean that statement up because it's if you're white, you can go shoot up some public place. Thank you. Thank you for correcting me, Dr. T. Yes. <laughs> if you're black, you're shooting down. They're shooting you down like they're hunting down Pablo Escobar. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> shoot, shoot on sight. Shoot to kill. Yeah, yeah, they they're definitely gonna kill you. We don't get a chance. And the crazy thing is, white people will really present us to be the scary race when there's no one scarier than big big money bullies. Facts and history tells that we should be scared of them. History. <laughs> if when I go back and read in history, like I'm I'm scared. This okay. is what I did. But they you have painted been purging this world since the beginning. Right. Since y'all got here. Since y'all showed up out of nowhere. Right. But they've painted the image of the, you know, black man and now the black woman to be very aggressive. So if you see a white man with no shirt on and some tattoos, you know, he's safe. And you see a black man with no shirt and tattoos, he's a thief. He you know, he he's aggressive. So all of these misinterpretations. And then the sad part, they don't just fool white people, they fool black people into believing it too. And I'm not saying anybody's innocent. Right. But they're the least innocent. That's facts. That's facts. So reeling it back into Jay Z, what do you think is gonna happen from this? "Quote unquote business deal." I I'll say what I think. I don't think it had, like I said, I don't think it has anything to do with social injustice. It doesn't have anything to do with Colin Kaepernick or bringing awareness to the injustices in the black community. I don't think it has anything to do with that. This is just a money move for Jay Z. And like you said earlier, when we were talking, he's not a businessman. He's not a businessman, and I've always said that he's not a businessman. We mistake that for buffoonery. Mm-hmm. It's just straight buffoonery to me. And at this point, he's tap danced his way all the way to being a billionaire, and now he's at the level where he can join forces with the NFL and get them back on their feet because I believe this is a deal for the NFL. <laughs> And a deal for Jay-Z. 
He's gonna yeah, be able he, to get he's artists. He's gonna get his little cut. He's gonna get his little cut, but they're gonna get way more than he gets. They're gonna and get that's way what people more. People don't understand about black people when you get your little bit of wealth. Stand out. Go build your own. Right. Because it's too then, hard. It's you too know, hard. then you're still you're still at a level of somebody owning you, someone telling you what to do because you're just a partner. You're not a real boss. When it comes to white people, we don't know how to be a boss when it comes to this white man. We don't know how to go use his corporation against him and have our own corporation. Thanks. That have nothing to do with them. That is built without their money. Mm-hmm. We don't understand that concept. And until we do, we'll never have true wealth that can surpass and, you know, be able to change things. Right. So I- then we can't change anything partnering up with Nike. We can't change anything partnering up with the NFL. All we can do is become solid. Yeah. And and get paid. Right. But meanwhile, nothing has changed. Yep. And like you said, the protests, Colin Kaepernick's protests, and then joining forces with Nike, with their campaign, it's a slap in the face. It just... It's a slap in the face to all the black people who actually stood up and spoke out against Nike and dramatically the way the black dollar spins Nike stopped dramatically and they knew they needed to join forces just like the NFL knew that they needed to get a black leader to win over the black community which a black they did. leader and understand you can't be a black leader under white su- under white supervision unless you're a coon yep and I'm going to say this I used to, and I'm going to end it I've always said Jay-Z is the white man's prostitute and the black community's pimp. You guys can take that, let it simmer and sizzle. Go follow us on Instagram at smalltalk03. What's up, what's up, what's up? We're back with another episode of Small Talk. We are joined again with our favorite person in the world, Dr. T. What's happening, Dr. T? You know, I'm here for the T. <laughs> and I am Dr. T, so let's get into some things. Let's get into that thing. So we're going to talk about The Little Mermaid, the live action movie that's supposed to be coming out real soon. So they have a black girl starring as the little mermaid for this live action film what you think about that dr t because we know in the cartoon ariel was not black yeah so what's your thoughts about that and of course that is a disney classic where you know disney was known for being racist at a time right i feel like wonderful and I love it even more because it just, it seems to piss white people off so bad. Oh, they're angry. They're upset. They're upset as if, as if it had to be a white person to play the Little Mermaid. Like a black princess couldn't exist as Ariel. But it seems like the racist white world, they're starting to lose these battles when they publicly get upset. You know, that a black person has been casted. Because at the end of the day, the white people who make the money off their black actors, mm-hmm. they know. 
They know what they need to do to get their coin. Yeah, they do. And you know, even though white people complain and they upset and they they not gonna not see it. They gonna be right there in the movie. It's gonna it's gonna reach number one because of them. And, and I know this to be true because you really can't catch me in the movies for anything but a black movie. And I be sick of seeing them all up in my movie. Right. I mean, not that they can't go, but they be a little annoying for me sometimes. In some movies, I do get upset. Like, especially if I go to a movie and watch. Okay, so I'll say The Help. When I went to see The Help, when that came out, it was a whole bunch of white people in the movie. And they were just cracking up. And I'm thinking, what is so funny? Do you understand? <laughs> why are y'all laughing? Like, I don't understand, but... Exactly. That's why I loved. I loved it. And it's something I, I can't wait for the next movie like this. But Django... Joy my heart in that theater. <laughs> when I got to laugh at those white folks, they was not laughing because it wasn't funny for them. And that's the type of movie I like to go see. Yeah. You don't need to be laughing because when I seen that girls trip movie, they was just laughing at all the most ridiculous, stereotypical scenes yeah. that were in there with that black comedian. I don't even remember her name. Tiffany Haddish. Yes. And it was just ridiculous. And the parts that it's like that's not even funny but that's what y'all that's 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 y'all enjoyment right no it is it definitely is i agree with you 100 percent on that one i wanted to say or i wanted to say about her name is Holly Haley bailey the singer okay. who's starring as ariel uh-huh. she has dreads Yes, she does. She has dreads, and I love that. I love that they've casted a black female with kinky hair. That's tamed and beautiful as all black women's hair are. Because I feel like when it comes to cartoons, I don't know if you've noticed. And I wouldn't even say that it's just Disney that does this with their cartoons. But any black girl in a cartoon, their hair is either in a side ponytail with the flyaways in the back. Uh-huh. Or they have the two pigtails that are balls. We can never have straight, beautiful hair. Our hair can never be a kinky, cute look. It's always just untamed, and this fro yeah. just slapped in a ponytail. So I'm real. I'm really excited to see her as a princess. She's probably she's most likely going to be the most beautiful princess yeah. that they've created in these live action films. So I'm excited about that. And they also have Queen Latifah playing Ursula. I love it. It's like y'all made all that noise and then boom, hit you with Queen Latifah. Because <laughs> I mean, who was going to be Ursula? Who? I'm trying to think who could be a, an Ursula. There's a white woman. I'm sorry, I don't know her name. Man. Um, uh-huh. But she was in that Tyler Perry movie, Good Deeds. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I feel like, you know that big white lady? Yeah. <laughs> No, she's not. Definitely not. They should just go ahead and make this all black cast. That'll really ruffle some feathers. Oh my lord! <laughs> they couldn't. They, they would pass out. <laughs> they would be writing, doing lawsuits. <laughs> me. The disrespect. They would be angry for real. I'm not a Disney but fanatic. All the meanwhile, they'll be buying tickets. They'll be buying tickets. At the end of the day, it's going to be number one because of the white dollar. We're going to go out and support it, but white people go out and... Like Black Panther. It was white people watching Black Panther left and right. 
Sure so they'll definitely be at the box offices for that. And since we're the minority, y'all must be the majority, so don't <laughs> lie. <laughs> don't even lie. Yeah, funny, Dr. T. Dr. T. So will you be going to see the little mermaid? Um, I'm not sure when it comes out. You said you're not sure when it comes out. Um, I'm not sure about I don't go to the theater very often, but if I happen to go, yes, that is a movie I would go see in the theaters for sure. But I do, I am guilty of having a fire stick, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely gonna go pay my money to go see this one. It's gonna. It's gonna have a a huge effect, I think, on little black girls to go to oh, the movie yeah. and actually see a black girl, real black skin, definitely with kinky hair as a princess. Definitely, definitely something I would buy so my children will be able to watch. Yeah, because I mean, whether people believe it or not, kids kids notice things. And they start to formulate things in their minds so they only see white dolls. That's all you want is a white doll with straight hair. You understand? And honestly, I really appreciate my mother. She never let me get a white Barbie doll. (laughs) (laughs) She never let me get a white Barbie doll. And I'm just going to say it like this. And you know, when you're a child, you don't know. You just want what you see. Right. You want what you see. You want what's presented to you. So... As a black mother, I feel like it is important to stress to your daughter, like, you are a Barbie doll, too. Right. You are a Barbie doll in yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be um, idolizing no other Barbie dolls. Right. And over time, it's changed. Because I know when I was coming up, it was really just pale Barbie dolls that you saw on the shelves. Yes, I mean, it yes, might ma'am. have been one black one, but not like how it is today. Like today they're making an effort to put out black dolls. But yes, I don't think we really had that coming up. I think we we had a lot of white Barbie dolls with the straight hair. We head. did in the store, we definitely did because my mom didn't really get any of my dolls from off in the shelves. She ordered them. Right. So she had to go out of her way to do that. I had an aunt who would order me black Barbie dolls. And those cost a lot of money. I mean, back, back then, <laughs> you had you to pay. Collectors items for that. <laughs> Definitely so. Definitely. Do you have anything else you want to add to the situation with the black female playing Ariel in the movie? I'm, I'm all here for it. I support it. I support all things black and don't want to see more we will see more we're killing things and they that's what they can't deny us but at the end of the day i do wish that you know the, the rich black actors and actresses would band together and start their own black owned productions from the ground up yeah so that's... that you know we profit everywhere around definitely we don't just get hired to boost the numbers for the people who are the owners. Right. That we become owners, you know? Right. It's a real because good the observation. Same way that you just said the white people are going to go watch this movie. They would come watch ours because we're the best. We make the best. We influence. Yep. 
And when we realize our worth, we won't continue to beg and be upset. Facts. I like that Dr. T We'll end on this tweet And I know you're going to have your two cents To weigh in on this (laughs) So I have a tweet that circulated From an anonymous person On Twitter And this is what they said Us white girls who grew up with Little Mermaid deserved a true Two color Ariel Disney, you made a huge mistake by hiring Haley Bailey. This is going to be trash. <laughs> wow, that left you speechless. I mean, if you if you if you ask me, the original Ariel is trash. She is. They wouldn't be they wouldn't be changing things so drastically. Exactly, but you know, I love. The Little Mermaid for obvious reasons if you know me. Of course. course. (laughs) If you know me, that's one of my favorite Disney movies. But I have built up my own little story behind Ariel. Okay, if you look at the movie, she was low-key a little thought. Low-key a thought, Dr. T. And let me tell you why I say this. Yes, please break that down for me. That's interesting. So first, she disobeyed her father. By going to the shore. Uh Uh He told her don't go that way. And she still went. She sees a man. I believe Ariel was either 15 or 16 in the movie. She's underage. Eric was 19 years old. 18 or 19. I'm not a Disney fanatic. So I can't really get the ages correct. But I know that's his age range. He was either 18 or 19. And she was either 15 or 16. And she goes up there, she sees Eric, and she's struck. She has to get back. He tells her, her father tells her again not to go. So what does she do, Dr. T? She goes to the sea witch, and she gives up her voice for some legs. (laughs) For some legs. Then she... Disney because in real life she wouldn't have got that man. She wouldn't have got it. <laughs> Did all that. It's still single. All of that still single. But she was disobedient. She was willing to give up her voice, which you need. You need your voice to go and get a man to fall in love with her with some legs. Right. I mean, am I wrong for thinking that? I mean, that's just my logic behind it. No, you don't even know that you've traded your voice to be a whole... They call you like a a dummy on land. (laughs) Or, you know, special needs. (laughs) (laughs) Special needs out here. (laughs) Poor man. We know this is definitely a fairy tale because in real (laughs) life... you are not getting mad. In real life... All the lamb girls are gonna be laughing at you. Okay, like but in real life, what 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 man has patience to sit up here and try to figure out what you're trying to say? That's why it's definitely a fairy tale, honey. <laughs> <laughs> and it's probably not coming true. <laughs> <laughs> but that's good, that's good for this. Go ahead. I was gonna say, but that's a good breakdown. 
Definitely, I watched The Little Mermaid. The white cast. Yeah, that was the white cast. (laughs) Let's see what happens with the black cast. If it was a real black movie, then Ariel, being black, would have gotten whipped. For being so basically, Ariel is gonna be white. This... You said what? Is Eric white? I believe they're gonna do that to give it a balance. I don't know who's playing Eric, but if they casted a black man, I'd be shocked. I would too. I would be really, really shocked. They're not promoting the black family like that. Nah, no. they're not fixing to do that. I'd be, <laughs> I'd be shocked. You talking about a? A dad who's black in his daughter's life? Right. The most they're going to do is give us an Asian like in Cinderella. Oh, what they did for uh, Brandy when Whitney Houston was the... Yeah. Yeah. I give it for Hispanic. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they coming up in the acting world. Yes, they are. They say y'all can't have it all. Y'all can't have it all. No, and we'll never have it all until we own it all. You hear me? Okay, and on that note, go follow us on Small Small Talk 03.